Welcome to Cogniz Education Untapped Podcast, the show where we bring you experts and leading practitioners in the field of education. Welcome to another episode of Education Untapped. I'm Sasha Gay Brown, Trauma Advisor at Cogniz. And I'm Bianca Powell Norris, Education Advisor for Sutton Virtual School. This is part one of a two-part series where we'll be discussing NEATS. Just so listeners are aware, NEAT refers to young people not in education, employment or training. Today, we're joined by a wonderful young lady. Her name is Natalie. We've decided just to use alias to protect her identity. She has agreed to share her perspective as previously NEAT and ways in which she feels that children looked after can be supported when they find themselves in this situation. She will be sharing with us her educational journey, what led her to becoming NEAT and ways in which she was able to progress back into education and employment. Before we begin, Natalie, can you share one thing about yourself that you would like our listeners to know? Hi, uh, I'm Natalie, I'm from London. I'm 18 and I live in a semi-independent care home. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, shall we begin? Research published by the DfE in 2018 identified that more than one in three or 37% of young people looked after fell into the category of long-term need. These are high statistics and with the corona pandemic we are even more aware that young people may find it difficult to secure employment. The virtual school supports young people until they are in year 14 and the heart of what we do is to ensure that children and young people looked after are able to lead successful futures by having a quality education and access to resources that can help them flourish. Transitioning towards further education is a huge step for many young people and the experiences faced at secondary school and within their personal lives often links to the choices that they make when they leave school and in turn whether they engage with further education, employment and training or in some instances become neat. Natalie, can you tell us about secondary school? Uh, secondary school was amazing. I made lots of friends that, uh, that are still my friends up to this day and I joined, enjoyed most of my lessons, especially biology and PE. And you might be wondering why those two subjects, because they're not really like the um, same, but uh, biology, biology was amazing because uh, the teacher was really nice and we were like, uh, we were all getting along really well and just participating in every like subject. And for PE, I was just like really active. I was like um, doing most of like the um, activities that we did, like sports day and uh, doing like playing dodgeball and going on the trampoline and everything. So those were my two favorite subjects. So I enjoyed secondary like secondary school a lot. Like, it was amazing. Oh, that's so good to hear, Natalie. Um, <laughs> it's great that you had such a good time at secondary school. Is there anything that you found difficult? Uh, yeah, so there were lots of ups and downs in um, school and a lot of stress, especially when it came to the GCSE exams. Uh, I had a hard time actually doing my revision due to like stress and unfortunately I didn't get my grades that I wanted. But that wasn't the end because I knew I could uh, retake my English and maths in college. So I tried not to worry about it too much because there's always another option. So if you like, um, if you don't pass your grades for your GCSEs and you don't get like the grades that you want, you can always retake it in college and it's not the end of the day. 
Uh, thank you so much, Natalie, for sharing. So um, leaving school is a big step for young people. And for many, it's when it gets to their first insight into adulthood and start planning their futures, working towards higher education and career goals. However, for some looked after children it, or young people, it can mean an onset of uncertainty. Can you describe what led you to becoming NEAT? Uh, well, it all started with me and my dad. Um, it just, um, a lot of stuff happened with him. Like we, um, I used to live with him for three years because my mom and dad uh, divorced. And uh, we decided that we're going to go visit my mom back in uh, Kurdistan, which is North Iraq, if you guys didn't know. Um, and uh, we would decide to go back there last year in August, which was like the month of my birthday. And we wanted to stay there for two weeks, but my dad decided that he's not gonna bring me and my brother back to London. So that scared me a lot. And I lost one year of my uh, college. And one year was like a lot of, like a big difference because it was, even if it was only one year, I missed out a lot. And at the moment I'm still in college and I've got friends who are in uni right now, but I'm still in college and I have to do two more years. So it's quite a lot of stress, but I can still get through it, so it's fine. Thank you so much for sharing that, Natalie. What were the negative aspects of being um, classified as Um, It's just that, um, it's if you if you don't have education and you miss out on it there's a lot of stuff that, that you're going to miss out just having the knowledge of being able to work as well and gain like a stable job and everything so if you don't have your education at the moment then um it's going to be really hard to find a job in the future and have a stable life and a house and a family and everything if you really want to go that far but um education is important because you want to be able to have knowledge and able to move up with your uh, education and your career as well in what, whatever job you want to do, basically. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, what about support? What support did you receive from professionals as well as at home to motivate you in terms of re-engaging with education, work and training? I uh, Thankfully, I was a lot of things such as the therapy, the most like the biggest thing that was really effective for me like it was really good because I at first I didn't really want to talk about what I went through because I thought it wouldn't be really be important but talking about it is much better than not talking about it because you it will be like it will make it easier for you and you'll be able to have someone who will support you no matter what and just talking about how I felt and what I went through it was like a big relief for me because I wouldn't have to worry about that stress anymore so and along with that I have friends and as well who have been like really supportive with me I've got my best friend who she's amazing honestly like she's always been there for me and I've always been there for her as well we also got close during lockdown as well we started calling each other every day so yeah and just being able to get support from the care home team and everything and able to do stuff for me like supporting me with an um all the, the legal documents I can get back as well because my dad took all of that from me so just them being able to help me was just like it was a blessing to be honest so it was amazing thank you so much for sharing that you're welcome so good to hear Natalie I know that you're admirably progressed out of being neat and re-engaged with education and employment I'd like you to reflect back on this time and think about your feelings and the support you received. How did you initially feel about re-engaging with education and employment? Uh, it was actually amazing. Like I, um, as soon as I came back here, I obviously missed um, one year of college. So I ended up looking for a job, which uh, thankfully I got a job at um, 
it was like in the party shop so i decided to work there for like um, for as long as i can until i started college and um when i applied for college i managed to accept it at two in two colleges but um i decided to go for one of them and it was really nice just go, being able to go back to college and actually going to class and learning some things and, and meeting new people it was just amazing because you just i get to learn more things and just being more active outdoors rather than just staying home and doing nothing it's just much better for me because that's me because i want to be able to go out there and learn new things and being able to do other stuff as well like just learn new things basically every day wonderful is there any additional support that as a looked after young person you feel would have benefited you um at the moment i don't think so to be honest because all the support i've got that would have been enough for me because uh, everything i've got so far was like literally everything for me because all all the support i've got was all i asked for as well and um just being able to have support in general was just uh, enough for me and i couldn't ask for any more than that to be honest okay do you mind sharing with our listeners what you are currently doing? Uh, I do travel and tourism uh, in college, and I also work as a carer. I go to elderly people, elderly people's houses, and I um, look after them and everything. Just being, being able to do stuff with them, and um, I want to study travel and tourism in hopes I can uh, work in the airport hopefully in the future. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing at the moment. Well, congratulations, um, Natalie. Thank you. Um, so there are so many different career paths available to young people and sometimes it can be difficult knowing which career to choose and whether college, apprenticeships and then on to university or employment is the best route. I would like to discuss how you have found navigating through so many choices. So what is your ideal um, career path and why? Well, um, I've actually got a few. So me just been wanting to work in the airport, that's one of them. But I also want to be a policewoman, which is um, quite dangerous work, I'd say. But I want my job to have um, a danger in it. So like being able to look after people. And um, so if me being a policewoman is being able to help the community, that would be really nice. And me being a carer at the moment is just the same thing, being able to look after like elderly people because they've done so much in the past and now it's our turn to actually look after them. And also working in the airport is like um, also one of the things, although it's not as dangerous, but um, because I went through the airport and I had I managed to travel alone by myself because of what happened with my dad and everything. And um, traveling together, I was 17 at the time. And it was really scary because I've never, like, I never traveled by myself. So I was doing everything. Me and my brother were doing all stuff ourselves. So being able to go back to the airport and work there can gives me the benefit to be able to help people who have struggled working, like going around the airport or people who have gone through the same thing as me. Like if I were to encounter those people, I can help them in any way I can. Yeah, and that sounds very much like you enjoy serving (laughs) others, which is quite humbling and at the same time very interesting. Um, So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. What's your next step regarding education, training or work and what led you to planning this step? I think um, at the moment I'm going to continue my education. I'm going to study two more years in college and hopefully I can go to uni and um, continue with my education more and then from there on I can see what other jobs will be out there that would suit me I could either stick to my current job right now because it's really good and I'm still helping people or I can move up and do what I really want to do which is working in the airport or becoming a policewoman but it could be just one of them but I want to study in uni so bad because that's one of the things I want to do 
And you will. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but how are you feeling, though, about your future regarding education, employment, particularly in light of what's happening with um, the coronavirus? Have you been impacted by this in any way? Um, in a way, yes, I did. Um, in my previous job, it actually, the, the business got shut down because of the coronavirus, because all the, the stuff that we got was from other countries. And because they can't actually bring other stuff from other countries, uh, the business got shut down because they couldn't afford keeping it open. So I lost my job because of coronavirus. So that was like a, lot, a big impact on me because I had to rely on the money because I, because obviously I have to like, because no one's going to like pay me or anything, obviously. So I have to rely on myself on the job. So I um, I tried to look for a job, which thankfully I got one, which was like surprisingly, I was surprised when I got it because I didn't think it would be easy. So um, it's really important to actually like and be able to um, work and just get the education and stuff. But one thing I'm worried about is just not being able to find the job I want in the future and or being able to afford my education as well in uni because it's quite expensive, especially during uh, coronavirus as well, because the price is still the same, but you're doing online lessons. But um, that's what the one thing I'm worried about, just not being able to actually get the job I want. But I'm confident I will, but it still worries me. Um, we are confident in you. You are very ambitious and you have so much going for you. You are a breath of fresh air. So well done to you, Natalie. So we are hopeful that other young people listen to this podcast and gain an insight into your experiences and also take guidance as to the ways in which you progressed into re-engaging with education and employment. I think you've been really good in expressing your experiences and the support that you've received, as well as the difficulties that you have faced. And on this note, what would your advice be to young people who have found themselves as neat? Um, to be uh, my best advice would be just not give up on whatever's going through uh, going on with your life and everything. Oh, there's always going to be someone out there who cares for you. So don't worry about talking about how you feel or what you've been going through. Like you don't have to talk about it, but if you feel like you want to, there's always someone out there who will uh, be able to help you. Like people from college, like teachers and everything. It could be your family members. It could be friends that you can rely on. There's always people out there that will care for you and they will be able to support you no matter what. So there's it's not not the end of the world. There's always something out there that can help you or someone. So never give up on whatever you go through because if you're going through a hard time there's always um there's always like problems that you can solve so don't worry about it too much so always just um not worry about it just like go get support from people always talk about how you feel just like don't be scared basically thank you so much natalie you sound very positive um yes. very highly motivated i'm so humbled yeah. to be able to speak with you today thanks for chatting with us thank, thank you, you so much thank you thank you so much for listening to cogniz education untapped podcast join us for part two where we will be joined by two organizations that support children and young people who are neat.